sweet stifling room. There was a lot of boys up in here. So so many boys. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Musty World podcast. Today we got another jokester. His name is Ian Maloney, and uh, yeah, this guy he comes out to the open mics very often. How many? How many have you been doing a week? Uh, three to four a week. That's a lot. It is a lot, yeah, but you know, if you want to be successful, you got to do it. You know, absolutely. It, that's what I've heard a lot about with the open mic comics. It's like you got to hit those spots three to four times a week. Like, you uh. <laughs> Will you bring that, like, right up to your face? Oh, right up to my face? Just boom, like a... Boom, right there. As Rogan says, a fist away oh, from your... I got big fists. Your mouth. No. <laughs> this <laughs> doesn't be, look right on camera. Here. That'd be perfect. All right. Good. But, that's great. All right. We have uh, another comic in here today. And uh, so I saw you went to Bricky's over the weekend. I was debating going there. Oh, not, man. Not sure how that turned out for you. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely finding out as a newcomer doing three comedy clubs in a week is draining. Can we cuss on here? Yeah. Oh, dude. It's the, anything goes here. <laughs> Fuck was that draining, yeah. man. It was only a week, but Bricky's was amazing. I have to say the drive up there was amazing. Yeah, the, I was going to ask, is it also an hour drive for you? It, it is an hour drive, but yeah. I, I had to go. People were talking about it mm. so much and I was like, all yeah. right, I'm going to go. Why did that just pop up? People... I don't know. I don't know the origin <laughs> of it. It's like, They're dude, like, you, you got to go to Brickies. You going to Brickies? Dude, you got to head to Brickies. You got to go to Brickies. I'm like, yeah. okay. It's like someone yelling at you like, dude, you got to try out Bucky's. Like, eh, I'll, I'll try it out. Is that every Friday? I believe so. I just started signing up and everything for it. So, yeah. If they do it this week, I'll make the drive out. Oh, yeah, uh, but the host, uh, Kelly R., he was phenomenal. Very nice guy, very sweet, very kind of lackadaisy on the mm. rules and stuff. But, yeah, great Shout guy. out to him. Shout out to Dude, K- got- Kyle R. <laughs> I'm going to fix this for you. Yeah, it keeps leaning because yeah, it's so heavy. Bend it up like this and then. Oh, I'm doing it. Should, it should stick. I mean, honestly, that. Yeah, can you tell I've been on a podcast before? Boom. Ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're in here now. Technical difficulty it's solved. <laughs> it's always uh, interesting how it starts out. It's like what's going to go on, you know, and it always finds its way. So oh, I'm yeah, not too definitely. worried about it. This is my first ever podcast as a comedian, man. Really? Yeah. I feel like I've seen your, uh, your entire uh, open mic career. I feel like you started – a little bit after me and i got to see the growth you know it it is weird to see the growth from it um i started out at uh dean's hops and vine that was an open mic spot yeah shout out to cc laird and justin atkins and everything uh, when was that like a year ago uh two years ago actually oh shit yeah you might have been doing it before me i uh, just didn't see you no because i stayed at dean's i was just stuck there because i didn't think oh this is going to be a comic or something mm. and then what kind of pushed me to like do it more was i was hearing a bunch of comics talking about being on the road and everything yeah and i kind of jokingly said like oh that'd be really nice to do and <laughs> justin the sweetheart of a man that he is he does have like a serious side to him and i respect him for it because it only comes out when it's necessary damn 
and yeah, he looks. He's always joking. <laughs> he's always joking, but when he ca- but he catches you off guard when he goes, "Hey, listen," and he just looked at me and went, "Do more open mics and get better at comedy. Dang. Then you can be on the road." I'm like, "Ooh." I gotta say that's bet. that's the best advice I got gotten, or that's all I really hear is like, just do as many as you can, go out, do them, yeah, keep doing them, and you don't want to because it takes so much personal time away it from does, you dude like three hours of your night just to sit around and wait to go up for five minutes right. it seems insane uh, and then the people that drive across states just to make like maybe 20 bucks uh, shout out to my dayton comic friends who make the drives down here yeah every time holy crap um that 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 is a commitment to comedy that mm-hmm. um i'm trying to slowly get into yeah, and I'm trying to almost understand it. Like, these people got just, like, a hunger for comedy. It's not even about, like... I always thought it was they wanted to get famous or something or popular or money until I found out there's not really much money. <laughs> no. Especially at the beginning. <clears throat> so it's kind of like a starving artist kind of thing. You're just chasing what you love to do, I guess. It, it To me, it truly is. Like, in, like you said, I think a lot of people, that is the goal to like get some income and generate mm-hmm. money with this that for me pff, no i like making people laugh i yeah. genuinely do if i'm not making the audience laugh i feel like dog shit mm-hmm. like have you ever have you ever bombed yeah in your short time span as a comic i believe so i mean sometimes intentional bombing but yeah <sighs> you want to hear about my Number one worst bomb ever. Yes, dude. That's, that's what exactly <laughs> what we want to hear. Oh, God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at open mic, and this is kind of how I learned to, like, cut back on drinking and smoking. Yeah. Smoking weed? I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, uh, I would not confirm or deny those allegations. <laughs> yes, smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I was just, I was smoking, I was drinking, and... How many beers are we talking? Like getting sloshed right before it? <laughs> About good five, six. Yeah. In the, and these aren't like Michelob Ultras either. These are like Ryan Guy's Truce oh, and everything. I'm pounding fuck, back. dude. Yeah. Might as well be a 12-pack. Oh, what comic doesn't have a drinking problem or some <laughs> messed up thing? But no. It's either they have a drinking problem that they fixed or that they just completely have out of control. But, right. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. But we can talk about that later. Um, so I was completely sloshed. Someone had a one hitter. And mm. I go up on stage. None of my material made sense. None of it. And I knew it wasn't making sense. But in for a penny, in for a pound. And I thought it was going good because I was sloshed. But I'm like, <laughs> at the same time, like, this is not conjoining, transitioning well. This mm. makes no sense. I almost fell off the stage. Jeez. And I get off the stage and I feel like something's wrong. Something's wrong. Then the host of the show goes, All right, that was Ian. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, no. You just came straight to your senses after? I I had to. I'm like, This is what happens when you think you can be like Dane Cook and just like Mm. riff whatever. But. No, you got. Is that what you were doing? Was just riffing. Yeah, riffing. I still riff from time to time. Like right. Uh, but, if I, but you also had like a whole set planned out, didn't you? Vaguely, I had like talk about 
spotted a UFO once yeah. and talk about how crazy your ex-girlfriend was. And I, I, yeah. t- I talked about the UFO and it was just, oh, no, 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 just nothing else. Nothing, not a yeah. laugh, not a chuckle. And that's what I'm talking about, like bombing. Like, I know I'm going to keep eating dick. Dick. <laughs> just <laughs> dick. But that was just like, okay, I'm not going to mess up like that again. I'm going to. Yeah. If my set's gonna bomb, it's gonna it's gonna bomb because I didn't write mm-hmm. prop. I, I need work on it, not because I'm sloshed out and high as a guy on stage, almost falling. Right. So you set like some rules for yourself then. Yeah. Not, not to have any drinks or any smoke beforehand. Oh God. Well, a couple I'll, drinks. Two drinks minimum. Yeah. Like, people call me old for this, but I'll get like a gin and tonic. Just sip on that the entire night yeah. before the show, or like <laughs> two beers. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I usually don't go over the two beers either, because yeah, it affects my shit too. Like I have to go up there pretty sober. Yeah. If I do smoke, I'm just like, fucking. It's it's either hit or miss. Like I'm silly or goofy in a good way or right. a bad way. And uh, well, yeah, it, I try to not do it. Well, it's also like, uh, I don't know what type of job you work, but we... IT. IT, okay. <laughs> Computer shit. Like, uh, we're, we're going from whatever our job was. Like, mm-hmm. for me, back when I first started doing this, it was video editing. So I was stressed yeah. out all the time. And that and that's a good release to like, okay, I crack, I'm going to crack some jokes tonight. And it, it just feels great to do that. And you're just so stressful. And when somebody... And I got a question. What is it with comedians always having drugs on them? <laughs> like, well, I just know weed. I mean, well, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like there's always they some, always have it. Always. And yeah. it, some people are willing to share it, and some people are like, "Nah, man, this is this is my afterstage shit." Yeah, and, <laughs> I mean, it seems like everyone's pretty generous with it. I'm shocked by that. Like when I first right. started coming around. You just look around, and people just smoking weed at the tables, hanging out like weed or cigarettes, man. Holy yeah. crap! Lots of cigarettes too, dude. Cigarettes are the exception, though. You can you can definitely like go. I'm bad. I'm a horrible smoker. I go like five cigarettes before my stage time. Holy crap! Yeah, walking upstairs is great for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just that uh, I think is what we talked about earlier. It's just that build up that stress before you go on Mm -hmm. like like during those three shows those comedy clubs i did i was nervous for every single one of them and i kept wanting like have a another drink yeah but luckily my girlfriend right now she smokes and i say hey let me get a cigarette i need some time alone i need to breathe yeah so you still get that like that nervous feeling all the time man like, even when it's just, like, I'm working on a new set, I still get nervous. Because mm. you're wondering, like, how the joke's going to go. How many people are going to be there? Are are they going to laugh at it? Or is what you're joking about going to make sense? Yeah. How you picture it? I think you talked about some some like, when you first started, you talked about, like, I guess you have a little, is it social anxiety or some sort of anxiety? Oh. yeah it's i i've talked about it on stage but i don't care Uh, i have high functioning autism Mm. and so you actually have it i i actually you're not one of these kids like i'm cool i'm autistic oh i'm on this i'm (laughs) on the spectrum like okay you go through rigorous testing 
Wow. And being told like, well, you have a learning disability. No, mm. it's just, it's autism and you're going to have all these issues. Like, is it all just like social shit? It's social. It, it's mostly just social, like social interactions mm-hmm. drain me. They honestly do. Yeah. Like doing these shows, I'm taking two weeks because I, I need to recharge that social battery. Damn, dude. I thought I was like kind of bad with that, but sounds like, I mean, you truly got tested and they told you that you have it. So I think I'm kind of afraid to get tested. I just want to pretend like I have it, pretend like I don't just sort of be in between. Hey man, it, find out now, find out later or find yeah, out never. never. But uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, that whole, like I, in conversation, I get socially anxious mm-hmm. and before I go up on stage, I get anxious. But once I'm like there, it's just kind of like it, it's lower. It's lower. It's very low, especially after the first minute I'm starting to get loose and then I feel the vibe and I'm like, okay, I, I really don't get the, it's always there in a little sense, mm-hmm. but like you kind of need it to be there. You do. It, I get it real bad before my set. If I'm mm-hmm. like five comics, yeah, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'll be in a corner like a wounded wolf yeah, in a corner just just thinking about your your set or yeah. just just thinking <laughs> about the set <laughs> just trying to breathe and if someone's trying to talk to me they get one response yeah. answer it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's cool mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well, you you have you have your uh, sets like memorized pretty well i've noticed like i've never seen you go up with any notes that you never really needed any you know uh no that cuz that i don't have a lot of confidence like social interactions with people like i don't think i'm good enough but Mm. when i'm on stage it's a total different animal like i'm confident in that i know what i'm saying i wonder what that is dude why is it okay for us to talk to a big group of people with a microphone i think it's something about the fact that it's rehearsed it's like you know what you're going to say because in any other interaction you're kind of just like grasping at straws like what to say next at least that's with me i always compare it to like Running on dial-up while everyone's on high-speed yeah. fiber optics. Yeah, that's like, a good way to put it. Like, if I'm not clicking with somebody, and I'll just be in silence next to them mm-hmm. the entire time until they leave. But I'm on stage, I can just, hey, you, you have a funny coat on. What's up with that? Yeah. What's going on? Or and I, or just riffing on a new idea I had on yeah. that stage. It's something about, like, just being the center of attention or just knowing everyone's paying attention. You got their attention. Mm-hmm. Don't ruin it. Uh, <laughs> you know? Don't blow it. Don't blow it, dude. But that's the only true thing you can rehearse. Like mm-hmm. I used to be back when it was real bad. I used to rehearse every conversation. Conver- no fucking way, dude. Oh my God. Uh, I, I would say just going to say that. Someone says rehearse. hi to you. You say hi. How they're doing. <laughs> okay, if they say something bad, you go, oh, that's really sad. Damn, oh, that dude. sucks. Did it, you go to, like, therapy for this? Like, to help you do that? Or you just figured that out? I had counselors and stuff like yeah. that. And like, again, it was a learning disability and everything. So I got the extra time on the test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I had it. Oh. <laughs> but I hated dude. it at the same time. And when I left, when, when I finally got out of high school and everything, mm-hmm. went to college, just said nope i don't have a social issue i don't have Mm. autism i don't i'm fine i'm normal honestly i wouldn't really know unless you said it so you seem normal 
I think just on the inside, it's those nerves that really is. get to you. Well, people don't re- really know unless they also have it in like mm-hmm. a weird way. I've had, uh, bless her heart, <laughs> Jackie. Uh, she's also no a local comic. Shout out to Jackie. Mm. But she looked at me one day. It's like, oh, I knew from day one you had autism. Oh my like, God. but that's because I'm not gonna spill her stuff. That's for her if she ever comes on this yeah. show. Oh, we I should said, have Jackie. Yeah, uh, you should definitely have Jackie. Uh, Cece and Justin, I think we'll love it on here too. Dude, yeah, I like Justin. Justin. Oh, you don't like Cece? What's wrong with Cece? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're afraid uh, she's too crazy for you. <laughs> honestly, she would bring. Good, I feel like she would bring good content to the table, for sure. I, I just don't know if she likes me. That's the thing. You can't honestly, uh, like you had Keith on here talking about mm-hmm. like, oh, Keith, I don't care Keith's, about people like he's me. He's always you know? got some haters, man. <laughs> or he, I think he might create haters in a way, but. Well, he's such a, like he's, I, I don't think he's wrong in what he was saying last time, but I, as, at the same time, you can't think about people doing the mm-hmm. same thing that you're doing, hating you. You know, like they only hate you if you screw them over. Yeah, and I I, I could, always I could be wrong. I don't know what he's going or what he sees or what, how it works. Well, I think what he uh, well I've finished my thought here. Um, I just think I'm like a golden retriever. Like I'm just happy to see everybody. Yeah, and so I feel. I feel like we're in the Cincinnati area and everything, and we just come from a collection of just hard workers i think a lot of these comics just want to see you put in the work yeah it's almost like yeah i've had people tell me like they want to see me do good and it's like they're fucking pulling me out of the trenches and they're like dude here's here's what needs to be done to fix it and like it just feels like you got some brother but brotherhood behind your back yeah and, uh, there's comics that i will never be at their level uh, like i've seen like Holy crap. Like, I can't imagine being on Spencer's well, level. Well, I keep shouting out a lot. I know, right? Well, don't say never because um, they've probably been doing it for a few years longer than exactly. you Exactly. So, which Spencer? Uh, the, the little munchkin wearing the no. suit. <laughs> Spencer Eddingfield. We're going to have him on, too. He's good. Um, that, yeah. But it's like, I can never do his style and everything. Because how he's just—he's getting a lot. Ever since he started hosting, he's gotten like way tighter, it's looser, looser and tighter. You know what I mean? I know, just <laughs> like his suits. <laughs> no, it's, but it's like I will. But that's an example you should like not try to like achieve, but mm-hmm. more like studying, look back, and go, okay, that's how he tackles that, mm-hmm. or like that's how he approaches that joke. Yeah, I've learned a lot from comics who are way better than me and they're getting more showcases than me. I'm two years in. I don't right. really care. It's, yeah, well, it's not that they're better. It's just, they have more experience. Like they were at your level at some, at one point. Oh yeah. And, uh, but yeah, there are some guys like, I guess we're going to name drop everyone. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, I talked to Nick Higdon last night and he's been doing it for a few years and he just like, he knows how to give the best feedback for a joke. Like he knows how to describe what you did here, good, what mm-hmm. what should be done here, and he just like lays it all out on the table. Like, cause apparently last night I dug myself a pretty deep hole and uh, somehow won the crowd back over after that. Really, where was which, this at? Uh, Hi-Fi. 
Oh, nice. Which I didn't see you usually show up there. Oh, I'm taking my break, brother. I yeah. am relaxed. <laughs> recharging. I am playing video games. I am go. recharging. No, dude, it was a good night over there because it feels like when one person kills, like when it just seems like everyone just destroys. Mm-hmm. So there's like on nights, there's off nights. But it also has the vibe all has to do with the, the crowd. It's like oh, yeah. last night. There was a group of like five kids that hung out at the front table the whole time. So that made Ooh. the show 10 times better. The energy was up and everyone was fucking funny. So, yeah, it comes down to the crowd. But I feel like there's some confidence you get after you walk up from someone else who just fucking like destroyed. It's like you you get their energy now mm-hmm. and now you're just killing it. And then it just bounces off to the next person. Yeah. I felt that last night or maybe I was just a little high, but... There's nothing wrong with that if you're a hey, little, dude. if you're a little, but yeah, I, like you said, that energy that you get from the crowd and everything, and I think that's why a lot of people forget too, and I don't think Keith forgets about mm-hmm. it. I just think he's not focusing on the right thing, <laughs> which is I, I want to hear what you think about the Keith's podcast. <laughs> okay, but I think you're you're there to make people laugh. I love making people laugh. I love having my weird little takes on things mm-hmm. and everything i love shocking the crowd yeah not like saying edgy stuff but just like say one thing like i have a bit about when i just like muffled into the mic like black people <laughs> <laughs> and see you laugh at that yeah. and it caught your attention like oh shit he just went black there people. <laughs> yeah and but that's the thing. Like, it's yeah, that's where I lost the crowd last night is I did one of those jokes. Oh. I didn't whisper it, though. Those are very touchy, and you have to approach them the right yeah. way. And here I am two years in talking about like how you should approach it's a true, joke. true, though. <laughs> but you do have some knowledge after two years. You, if you, you do it each week. And uh, But my thing was like, you know how they roast people at Hi-Fi? Oh, yeah, like yeah. After you go up. So I had to roast this dude. And I, for some reason, every time I got to roast someone, it's a black dude. I, I never know him, so I don't know how to roast him. So I always make the roast about, oh, he's a black guy. What's he going to rob me or something? Oh, <laughs> so. see, now I'm cringing at you right yeah. now. <laughs> well, I led into that. It wasn't like, you know, okay. didn't say that off the bat. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Something about, like, and I didn't even know that I made the crowd feel uncomfortable until Nick brought it to my attention. Right. But there's something about digging yourself a hole and then getting out of it. That's kind of like, I think, what my whole style is about. And it works, and it truly does. Like Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. That sometimes does. you dig a deeper hole, dude, and you drown. Well, that's so. That's what's so beautiful about doing comedy. Like, you dug yourself in that hole, mm-hmm. and now you're probably in the, now you probably thought in the car right home, like, what if I went about it this way? What if I went yeah. about it that way? It's a creative thing totally. to do, and you can att- and no one's saying you can't do that joke again. Just be more creative with it. Totally. If you came up with something different, like, and that could get the crowd, that could get them. They could for they won't care that you just said that thing because it's not the point mm-hmm. that you're saying it. It's like for my style is I'm just there to tell a story about how awkward I am with people. Yeah, and just my story just happened to be two guys that just happen to be and me being my awkward self like hi how's it going <laughs> <laughs> but if someone comes up and tells you like hey that was kind of like bad yeah it's your job to go in and rewrite it and come at it again because maybe the way you did it that time isn't doesn't work yeah. that angle 
But if you come at it from a different angle, that's like, you got to keep them the point to, of the story is what I'm mm -hmm. trying to say. Like, yeah. What's the point of the joke of you saying that? Okay, but if only people are thinking about like, oh, you said this thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, then they lost the whole entire rest of the joke if that's the only thing they're focusing on. Right. It's cool. I don't know. This scene just seems very, I'll say friendly, but there's a better word. It just seems like everyone's there to help each other out. It is. It's like, damn, dude, why are you helping me? You should just focus on your shit. But it's like, no, nah, everyone is just like that. So it's oh, cool. Yeah. I've had great feedback from comics after a set. Mm -hmm. Even ones that bombed, it's like, hey, that was good. Yeah. But have you tried this? And that's a great feeling to get. Being pulled to the side after your set and everything, going like, hey, man, that was really good. Try this tagline next time. Yeah. And I've rewritten entire sets just off taglines or getting roasted on sets. Mm -hmm. I, find, <laughs> I find that that my feedback's never the best. I don't give great feedback. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Those guys that pull you aside and they just, like, they just know what to say. I don't mm -hmm. know. It, I guess it's all the years that they've done it. But, uh just like, um, I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then like running jokes to people before you go up, which I never really do. No, I don't do that either. But that could be helpful. It and, could. Um, Especially if it's like yeah. a brand new one, you don't know like how to like fill in the middle mm. or the end, like how you want to close it. It's like, uh, what do you think of this, guys? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you gotta keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I had That's that uh, happen to me at a comedian. I had this. I'll just give a little bit of it, but I was thinking about doing a bit, a uh, set about like Muhammad and Moses being roommates. Nice. And I went through the whole thing, and one guy looked at me. He's like, "That's a lot to unpack of." Two fakes there. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm trying to stick to the pork and <laughs> everything like that. Okay, so yeah. I only have the pork. I don't know anything else, so I got to go and research. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I never have too many jokes that I got to look up shit for. I'm hoping one day I'll have some like knowledge, but it's not really about that now. It's just no. about writing, pretty much. It's how often do you write? It's a. That's probably like three days a week for 30 minutes each. Really? But, yeah. And then sometimes it's just like throughout the day is when I get a premise, so I won't be writing. Just get the premise. Write that down, and then I'll pick time. Maybe throughout the week it'll be like two, three hours. But uh, Wow. You're uh, more dedicated than really? I am with writing. I yeah. feel like that's not a lot. but I... Write in my notebook. I write down the premise. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go do that premise at an open mic. Yeah. Listen I like to, to do that. Yeah. Then I listen to the footage. Then I kind of pick it apart and I write it all out. And just set it aside and kind of like let it ferment, tape mm -hmm. a little bit. Just like, hmm. Then I'll come back to it later. Yeah. yeah a lot of times it's like, why even write this whole joke if I don't know if the premise is going to work yet? So why not go try it first and figure out if it works? Oh, yeah. That sort of thing. I like to do that where I'll be pretty much writing on stage, essentially. I, I love writing on stage. Yeah. But that's why you have to record your sets all the time, though. Yeah, and you do that? Uh, all the time. And like, you listen to them? 
Ugh. It's painful, but you do it. It's so painful. Yeah. I hate the sound of my voice. Like right now, these headphones everyone, are killing me with this. Everyone <laughs> says it's the sound of their voice. Like I just think it's it's the awkward silence in between that when you don't get a laugh, you're just like, oh god, this fucking. That's what I hate the most. But everyone has. Everyone's just like it's the sound of my voice. But I think even with videos, dude, I can't fucking watch. I can't watch videos of myself just like standing there awkwardly on stage, just like so, uh, guys. But so you listen to your shit. That's super helpful because like you'll come up with something on the spot, and you obviously don't want to forget it. Oh no! So that's going straight to the notes. And something I heard from like Rogan's podcast is he he'll do you know an open mic, and then when he's done at the end of the night, he'll write some more. So after the open mic, when you got all that juice in you still, <laughs> you go back to the notebook and get it out, whatever it is. Well, Rogan's also autistic. We recognize our own. Well, that's so. cool. <laughs> you guys bond like that. Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, oh, you're not a fan. Oh, I, I'm a fan. Like, I was listening to Bo- the Bobby Lee episode. Yeah, dude, me too. And I, Can you believe that's the first time he was on? Can you believe that guy is still around? I remember him from Mad TV, showing my age. I watched him on Mad TV in like 1998 or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember that because I was only one year old. So. I'm yeah, I'm 32. <laughs> yeah, you're not too much older. No. Well, you're like five then. Yeah, five, and Mad I was TV. watching Mad TV and stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Didn't they have a magazine for Mad TV? Yeah, there was a magazine and everything. I think I had the magazines. But not the show. <laughs> but I never read the magazines, but I watched the show. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! I honestly don't even know what the show's like. But it, do you like SNL? I don't know. I haven't really watched that either. It's just like SNL, in, in like, my opinion. I'm probably the only comedian who hasn't watched S- SNL. <laughs> so uh, there's some good people on there. There's some yeah. questionable people. <laughs> I just heard that it went downhill the past few years. So it's I don't know even worth the shit well the rains might go up if uh our orange oompa loompa comes back yeah it's kind of interesting how that works that's uh, all they had to talk about that's when, all uh, those episodes were about yeah, every and single one i didn't mind them from time to time yeah. i'm like cool now i wonder if alec baldwin's gonna do it behind bars since he's gonna get sentenced here <laughs> that's such a weird situation but uh what's his name this ain't politic con- yeah podcast this is a comedy yeah, honestly, Podcast. I don't know enough about politics. I don't want to know. Mm-mm. So, just chilling. I got a question for you. Yeah, do it. <clears throat> when did you do your first open mic? Like, what was the thing that kind of like, I'm going to try this out? Uh, I did it June 22. June, June 2022. Yeah. At the Chameleon. Really? So I went there a few times beforehand, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up, and I never did it. And then randomly, my friend came with me, and uh, he just never done it in his life, but just like, fuck it, I'll sign up. Just like no worries at all. Just right. signs up, <laughs> does it, and I'm like, okay, if this motherfucker can do it, I can do it. So then the next week, I sign up, and... Uh, I had my paper up there. I was extremely nervous. My hand was just <laughs> shaking the whole time. And all my jokes were pretty much about jizz and sex. <laughs> and uh, that's when they gave me the name Cumboy. <coughs> and uh, 
Yeah, ever since that day. I lost that name. Now they call me Bill Clinton, which is arguably better or worse. I don't know. <laughs> but I flew on his plane six times. It's okay. <laughs> I did have sexual relations with that woman. But the thing that made me want to do it is just listening to so many Rogan and so many Joey Diaz podcasts where they just talk shop and just talk about taking a bit out, working it out, mm-hmm. figuring it out mixing and matching the lines and i just enjoy that process a lot it is a fun very fun process it's like just building stacking on top just you keep going and you adding new stuff to it every time you're just chipping Mm -hmm. away until eventually it's tight and then you got five minutes 10 minutes 15 that's technically how i do it before i go do clubs and everything i just i find like a bit that's like hitting hard on all the open mics yeah then i'll chip away at it and go sign up for like clubs and stuff and perform that there just to make sure it is solid it is Mm -hmm. rock solid yeah man when you get to that point it's like you have these jokes that you know work mm -hmm. and sometimes you're like how do how do these even work i'm just putting sentences together and every time i get a laugh out of this this puzzle doesn't make sense to me, but it works every time. So but that's what's so important about like hitting the spots and everything. Yeah. Like, and you don't really, you, that's why you have to record it. You yes. have to, but it's also like the crowd there too, because have you ever been to B list? Yeah. That's, a, I hear they're a loud crowd. That is a loud crowd. And that is a very tough room. And to me it is. And if you can grab their attention from the football game, that's going or the <laughs> baseball game, that's going for like even a minute with a good mm. tag and make them laugh. That's how you, that to me, that's how I know I have something that's like, Oh, this got yeah. their attention from the Bengals winning a touchdown. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And even if it's not funny, just knowing that it gets their attention. It's mm-hmm. a plus too. And you learn from like the wins and you learn from the bombs. That's what I found out. Oh, it's yeah. all even, <laughs> even as much as like the ride home after like a fucking, just like a bad set, you know, <sighs> Just like, uh, at least I got something to cry about. Why am I doing this? I <laughs> yeah. hate this. <laughs> at least it took my mind off the other shit in my life. Now I'm just uber focused on, oh my God, I'm, that's so embarrassing. Oh my God. I honestly get excited during the middle of the work day. I'm like, ooh, I'm about to do comedy. Oh, day. yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm just fucking hyped up. I'm just There's a saying in my uh, work uh, called being narved up. Narbed up? Narbed up. Kind of like being knobbed up. Yeah, (laughs) but narb. (laughs) That's the thing, too. Your work environment will kind of dictate to, like, your material, like, how you want to be as a comic, I Mm -hmm. feel like. Yeah, I can see that. I worked worked so many jobs that were just brutal. I worked at a call center where Mm -hmm. we had to deal with um, hospice. Just getting those calls every day. All right, get these oxygen tanks back and blah, blah, my. It's always someone's relative. It's always because someone passed away, and that's mm. why they want to get rid of it, and they're so sad and downtrodden, and you're yeah. like, okay, sir, we got this. But I, I, you kind of develop like, okay, dealing with people, because you will get yelled at mm-hmm. a lot. But yeah, I worked another job where I this is the job that I did video editing for a bit. I worked as a stringer and I was in a room with a bunch of guys. So nothing but farts, 
cum jokes. Yes. And a lot of talking about the wieners. It's mm. just so much of it. It's how the kids would say, very sus. I don't know. Sus. sus. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had to explain that to me. That's how old I am now. It's yeah, like, just suspect. Yeah, it's like, so you mean your best friend rubbing your thigh on a car ride? That's sus? It's like, that's very sus. Yeah, <laughs> sus kind of just meant like gay. But now I think the game, um, what's that game? Among Us turned sus into like kids now say it. Or sus just means suspicious now. Suspicious. Before it just meant like, oh, he's a little sus. He just uh, keeps touching my leg. I saw a comedian talk about like British terms for uh, gay and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's like the British people, when they talk about someone who's in who's gay, they go, that boy likes a lot of blueberries, doesn't he? Or he <laughs> likes to put on slippers at home, if you know what I mean. <laughs> slippers at home. I think just that one randomness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just random. Yeah. This guy really likes to keep his curtains drawn. Mm-hmm. That one I get. Okay. <laughs> this boy likes a little cream in his tea. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I think I'll just start doing that now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just talking with Keith. Like, Keith, you seem like you like a little uh, sugar in your tea. Mm. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Or just go, you like a little brown sugar in your tea? Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> see, this is the thing. I have... I. I go through these things in my head where I just mm-hmm. make up scenarios just in case they happen. I still <laughs> do that. It's like, I'll get them yeah. with this one. Um, then it never happens. I'm like, yeah. why? Wasted all that time and energy. Oh, I know, dude. Fuck. Fun time on the spectrum. <laughs> Speaking of the spectrum, uh, you were talking about how you rehearse conversations before you talk to people. Mm-hmm. Do you usually like does it depend on the person's name? So it's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Keith right now. And it's like, you got a list of things only to say to Keith. And then when I talk to Ian later, I'm going to have Ian's <laughs> list of things to talk about. <clears throat> Was it like that? Or just like, how are you? Like just basic general. How are you? Good? Basic general stuff and trying to keep conversations flowing. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, like if I, if I'm not comfortable with you and don't know you that well, mm-hmm. I cannot have a flowing conversation. Just yeah. it, it just won't go anywhere. It'll just stop, and I'll just go. Or just yeah, that, or just say dumb shit. Just like uh, I watch anime. Okay. <laughs> and I always get, oh, that's cool. Cool, nice. Yeah. Do you like what anime? I like some. Okay. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. literally all the conversation. But yeah. well, I feel that because I, I like the same way. Uh, for me to like make <coughs> make make. make friendships or to talk to people i have to over and over it can't just be like one night we have a good talk it has to be like a few mm-hmm. weeks in a row we speak and then it's like okay now we got some rapport now i can talk about shit because yeah. i was thinking like what do i talk about Ian? like what do i talk with ian about you know we hang outside of hi-fi just oh, chill i'm an open book brother you can just, <laughs> just kick you can the ask dust. me anything <laughs> yeah uh just kick the dust um Shooting the shit with somebody, uh, like especially with a, like a comedic comrade, is so nice. Yeah, it's like they like, like different people, different types of people. Especially if it's like the same people that like, they grew up like in the same type of neighborhood as you and everything. Like Price Hill. Price Hill. That's where I grew up at, man. Yeah, 
Me too. Pretty much. Like Price Hill, Delhi. Really? Yeah. Were you a latchkey kid? Like I think when so. mom was at work, you could go out and roam. Pretty much, yeah. Because I was only <laughs> child, single mom. So when she was gone, I was fucking living my life. Yeah, that's how it was for me. Did you ever uh, take the metro bus as a kid? Not as a kid. I did. My mom probably wouldn't let me either. Oh, my well, mom. you did it without. Oh, yeah. Permission. I, I got in trouble one time because she saw me get on the bus and she's like, "Get the out of the bus." I'm like, "Okay." My mom would probably be like confused if I rode it now. She'd be like, why are you getting on the bus? You have a car. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did have a suspended license and I was like taking the bus for a while. Seriously? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> dude, it's way cheaper than fucking Uber. That is it's like true. a dollar compared to $20. <sighs> you just have to deal with. Oh, <clears throat> I just have flashbacks to sitting on the bus and going over bumps and you, the entire thing just makes noise and shakes. Just yes. Like, dum, dum, dum. I just fucking hate this. I hate that. The people you see on the bus will give you the best material ever. Like, there was one time I started a fight by accident on the bus. That sounds like a good podcast name. (laughs) A fight by accident. Fight by accident. Uh, Me and a buddy were getting off, trying to get off the bus. And like a ding dong. I was waiting by the double doors for them to open. I didn't, I forgot totally didn't know you're supposed to push them open i didn't know that i didn't know that either <laughs> you're not supposed to uh but it, it didn't open i was waiting for a thing to open and <laughs> and two guys behind my friend were just like why are you going and they just started shoving each other and my friend just pushes me out the door he's like go go and i just push the dude. door open we get out we see the two drunks just falling over each other sling fist bus driver drove away and we just walked back home so I, I think only real ones would know this, but do you take? Do, were you taking the thirty-three? I was taking the thirty-two. Thirty-two, but you know the thirty-three, right? Oh, I oh yeah, I took the thirty-three. That's a back good home route. Oh, that's, that's a, a good route. route. Dude. We only did that because one, we didn't. None of us had a car, a, a license, or anything. Hmm. We where only, would you go? Oh, we went down to Newport, Kentucky, just, just to go chill get Hooters. Out the levee? Just get Hooters because we, we were. Horny high schoolers. Damn, that's badass. Hey, it takes balls, dude. We would get, we would stop at the bus route, walk to over the Purple People Bridge, smoking cigarettes because we were badasses. That is actually badass. (laughs) Not gonna (laughs) lie. And just chill at Hooters, like get like a couple wings, and back then you could smoke in Hooters. Yeah, back when Hooters was good. And we were high schoolers, and no one questioned us. Nothing. And we were mm. just like, we're so cool. We're just eating wings, checking out girls yeah, and everything. <laughs> that is really cool. But like, uh, but that's kind of what pushed me to not, not be nervous being on stage and everything. Because we would challenge each other. to like, mm. dude, write your phone number behind the receipt. No way. See what she does. <laughs> See if you get a call back. She's like, oh, no, she's not going to call. Like, you don't know, bro. Do it. Do it. You know, that dare that kids do back in the day. Oh, yeah. It's like, come on, are you gay? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you a fuck? Are you, do you like boys? Oh, my God. I actually have a bit about that. But um, no, we would just do crazy stunts like that. Yeah. And for me, I was always the weird kid, too. So <laughs> I, I shit you not. This is embarrassing. Hmm. If there was, like, 
a flock of pigeons or like geese on the ground and everything. No matter where we were, public place, none. I would just run to where the, the pigeons were or the geese were and just be like my friend Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> just like that. Just full on embarrass myself just to make my friends laugh. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't want to be that kid that ate worms. I just like, how can I make people laugh? Damn, dude. It's all starting to come together, though. Oh. So, like, were you a, a class clown type, or were you just a quiet kid in school? I was a very quiet kid. Yeah. Very quiet. And, but I would say, like, funny things from time to time. Like, just quick one-liners, like, oh, yeah. And the whole mm. classroom would be like, what? Or, <clears throat> like that. Yeah. This yeah. is like... The, it's like, Ian can talk. He can speak. <laughs> That's how kind of I felt like when everyone saw me the for the first time, like going up to the mics and everything. Just that one quiet guy in the corner, just. Mm-hmm. But yeah. really inside, I'm like, oh my fucking god! Uh, That's nuts. Uh. I'm inside. I'm like nervous and panicking. I'm like, I know who he is. I know who he is. But they're talking mm-hmm. to people right now. You don't bug people when they're talking. It's all this stuff that goes in your head. Def- yeah, I've, dude, I feel the exact same thing. Like, quiet all the time, and then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll see two people talking. I'm trying to, like, say what's up to one of them, but mm-hmm. I'm like, if I do that, it's going to break the whole conversation. Because I've done it before, <laughs> where you sort of, like, you just see the conversation they have, they, whatever they're talking about. Right. Now that guy already walked away, and now you're talking to the other guy. And it's like, well, I didn't want this to happen. I just wanted to say, hey, <laughs> you guys could have kept talking. Yeah, it's, and that's what I just started doing. I just go, hey, how you doing? Hey, how mm-hmm. you doing? Because no one expects you to have a full conversation with right. them or sit there and talk with them all day long. Yeah. Everyone's trying to get their mind ready for the sets or something. There's always something on everyone's mind. So that I always find it best, like, all right. And the people who I hang around with in my little little clicky <laughs> thing, I always just hang out with them and talk with them. And yeah. if I don't talk, it's I feel great i'm like okay if you don't talk yeah <laughs> yeah it's true yeah I don't, I don't know what's more helpful like priming yourself socially by talking before the mic or just by being silent and locked in i don't know it i feel like if you're too locked in to your set you're you're gonna fumble yeah a lot with two your in set. your head and luckily my, my girl now that i have and everything she's like you're gonna be fine yeah you're fine just breathe. And I'm like, <sighs> here, finish your drink. Okay, I'm good now. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, she's, I've noticed her coming around. She seems very nice to you. Very, very nice. To you. I, I date people who are way different than me. Well, she's super outgoing. Very, yeah. very. And I go like, okay, okay, we can, we're done talking with people now. We are done talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she does like to talk. She does, and uh, it, I'm like, okay, someone who does, I don't have to do the talking. <laughs> but also, I'm like, okay, you're kind of embarrassing me in front of my friends. Stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just it. It's nice to see it. I don't know if it's I could nice ever to have bring... like a, someone in your corner. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just don't know if I could ever bring a girl out to the mics again <laughs> right i used to do it and i just feel like it kind of ruined the relationship <laughs> a little bit it's or, or just at the time what i was speaking about on stage 
because you don't want them to see you bomb and you don't want them to think like, oh, that. I don't want them to think what I'm doing on stage is really me. That's just like an, a character, you know? Like it might be a, about me, but I'm obviously exaggerating my character to be funny. Have you ever heard the saying like um, it's your true self on stage or something around that line? Like No. but When, when you're on stage, you're like showing your true self, the person that you want to be. Maybe I am. Like, you know how I've been like – what, like watching a lot of recently, and I blame the show uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel for this. Lenny Bruce. Oh yeah. Like OG. The OG OG, and the actor they got for that show is amazing. I would just watch it for him. But watching old Lenny Bruce stuff, like yeah. how confident he is on that stage, and how he accentuates certain things and everything, like they're not good today's standards. Like right. the jokes are. But how he was able to talk about things and just let it flow very naturally and just yeah. not let that confidence dip, not even a slightest bit. Well, they, they <coughs> say he's like the father of the stand-up that we do today, whatever that is. <laughs> but that motherfucker, he would get arrested because the shit he was talking about on stage ended up getting him arrested. Isn't like that, that's how crazy it was. Isn't that so weird, like the stuff back then, like being mm-hmm. that was all taboo talking about yeah. like just mentioning homosexuality with. or anything doing with a woman or stuff like that or segregation at the time, any of those things. Yeah, it's but nothing like it is today. Like the Red Scare and all that stuff. All that stuff was very true. Like people were getting blacklisted just for writing a play talking about like questioning That's capitalism, nuts. even the slightest. That's insane. It, and, and I'm glad that we live in a time now that no one – that we know or all yeah. the, any of those comics that go on stage are going to get arrested for just right. speaking an opinion about something. Yeah. I think there's always going to be those people that give you backlash and shit if they don't want you talking about certain topics like race, but that sexuality, just, that sort of thing. There, there's some things like how you go about it, which definitely goes into hate speech. But if you're just like, just going back to what yeah. I was saying, if you're telling a story about yourself, just how awkward it is for you and how you deal with that situation, yeah. it just so happens to be like involving a different mm-hmm. race, creed, or sexuality. Telling that story of how you interacted with it and how you went about it, as long as it's not like, then I punched him in the face <laughs> and said, <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, yeah. that that's not funny. That's just you being a prick who's possibly loves men and yeah if you're relaying a true scenario that happened giving your perspective it's like what are you doing wrong you're telling a legitimate story so like i have a story about meeting my meeting someone who was homosexual for the very first time and i got offered money for him to give me a bj what the fuck and you did it no (laughs) okay no (laughs) but I tell that on stage a bit because that whole interaction was hilarious. And I'm kind of trying to paint a picture um, like <laughs> you just being autistic as hell. Just, just like, like no, I'm okay. I don't uh, no, you. I'm good. <laughs> he actually played me a porno no. to try to set the move when I rejected him the first time. What kind of porno was it? Uh, dude it, on dude. Of course. <laughs> was it was. Yeah. Some place in the Caribbean. He's like, this is going to work. This, this is going to get him <laughs> excited. 
He's going to love this. But he wasn't playing like, here's the pizza. It was the behind the scenes of how they were making the porno. Damn. Dude, he could have had you. He, he could have had so me. weird. If only he would have got me with the classic pizza man. Yeah. But I know. He offered a wig and everything, too. Oh, my God. And I still hung out with him. I didn't care. Like I was. Were you guys the same age? I think he was a little bit older than me. Uh-huh. And if he didn't have five o'clock shadow, I probably would take him up on the offer. Damn, dude. <laughs> what? More and more, everyone's just so open to getting blowjobs from other guys. Hey, man, it's a great time we live in. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great if people job. are offering, uh, talk to me after uh, my shows and everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm good now. Yeah, blowjobs aren't cool when it's from a dude, man. Well, it's your bro, though. Well, it's like your That's homie and you're either. both trapped on a desert island. Would you not? Be a little curious. Like, all right, dude, Honestly, where no one's around. Let's go. Bro, I can't even, like, share girls with my homies. <laughs> like, that just <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so true. I think about that all the time. It's like everyone's like, oh, let's run trains. Like, two men. Okay, my turn first. You go in second. It's like, dude, you are, your fucking dick was just in here. Oh, no. Then you no. got to agree to, like, all right, are you going to finish inside of her or on top of her? Right. Then you got to look at her, like, are you able to do this at all? Are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Down there? Are you cool with this? <laughs> She's just, like, drugged out, fucking drunk. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, excuse me, sir. You need to stop doing that. <laughs> you got to get those crazy Price Hill girls who will do it sober. I'm just kidding. True. <laughs> yeah. No, stay away from crazy girls. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we like crazy. No, I get it. I honestly, yeah. When you find the one keeper around, mm-hmm. hope that it works. And, and when then, you find, yeah. But if you don't have one, just like, don't be, don't, don't focus in on that. Like it'll come. Right. Just live your life. Don't bring her to any of your open mic sets at all either. No. no but that's what you do. How's that working? <sighs> I only bring her to like one or two, and the rest yeah. I'm like, I need my alone time. I need to, I need to chill with the boys. With the boys, and, exactly. The boys and the gals too. Mm-hmm. I have had more women, lady friends, doing open mic comedy than I have any time outside. Yeah, me too. And I, and it's not like a weird thing because there's like no attraction there. It's like it's almost like these are my peers, my coworkers. I feel like it does feel know? like that. Yeah, and it's like. I, I know I'm not going to date you. You know right. you're not going to date me. But there are com- comedians that do that. And I think that that goes back to don't shit where you eat type yeah. deal. Because if it doesn't work out, which a lot of times it doesn't, it's right. like then you're going to see that person every fucking week. <laughs> and that's just, you don't need that for your career. Like for if it's like life. a, if it's yeah. like a gentleman's agreement, like, hey, we're both lonely. You just mm-hmm. want to get one out and go home or chill. I don't care. That's fine, but dating a fellow yeah. comedian, what if she's better than you? Sometimes they are. And what if you are just like stuck as an opener and she's getting Netflix deals out the wazoo? A lot of times that's how it is. The girls <clears throat> the girls climb the ladder a little bit quicker and stand up Not for the, whatever reason. The women here are actually killing it here. They are. That It's a weird thing to see because – this might get me blacklisted, but I don't care. <laughs> I am very picky when it comes to female comics. Very picky. Like, I don't think, like, all oh, women aren't funny. No, that's not the thing. Like, yeah. It's the same thing I kind of hold myself to. Like, Is there material you're picky with? No. 
Not even their they looks. Can, no, not their looks. <laughs> it's just how they tell the jokes. Mm. Just the same as I would judge them. Yeah. As they were judging me. It's how you were going about the joke. I if would, you, yeah, I know what you mean. I want to talk about the female comics in the scene, but I feel like it's best I just don't. <laughs> you know, we're like friends, but like I feel like just let it be. Yeah. It's me just, personally, like I was going to say names, but I just feel like it's better that I don't. There are some that are very heavily opinionated, but at the same time, like you can't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, just the, with a guy. At the end of the day, they're just the bros, right? They are the guys. They are the bros. They are. And you look forward, and I look forward to seeing all the gals all the time. Like, yeah, I don't look at them any differently because they are women, and I wish there more there were more women. I did hear Seems about like that. There's not a lot. No, there is not, and there's it's such a weird rate. There's there's a lot of us honkies in the scene here. There's so many of us wonderbreds. Yeah, just white men, <laughs> just white dudes saying the same shtick about our yeah. junks all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how every guy starts out it's with a good penis joke. Then it evolves from there. I like the stand-up comedians that have families because I feel like they have a constant source of material all the time. Oh yeah, especially if you got kids. <laughs> Who, who's that one comedian that really he's a pastor and oh justin yeah Bradley. Just, justin bradley he I like him has such an amazing stand-up just involving like his day-to-day life with his family and everything yeah and the issues with joe he the way he goes about his sets are just fine-tuned crushing even the ones that he's still working on it, it's still it's clean. It's good, and he's he's kind of a clean comic, ain't he? Or green, whatever it's called. I th- I've heard him say some like off color shit, but not not a for lot. the most part. He's just like very yeah. He like, but it's still I wouldn't like, say clean, squeaky clean, but like no, but you it, know, not dirty. He's like very confident in what he's saying, and it's just it hits all the time. In person, guy is. who doesn't have kids, I'm like, yeah, I've seen kids do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's also, like, very loud, too. It's like, you're going to fucking hear Justin when, he, when he's up. <laughs> it's like, a lot of these guys, however they do it, either they're way up on the mic or they're just loud in general. It's like, some people are just very loud, and I'm noticing that. You know what I hate when I see people go on stage? What's that? They have the mic, like, really close to their freaking mouth. That? I, I also hate, hate that. it when they have it too far away. Yeah. I've seen you're one of the guys. You'll just hold it like way out here, you know. Because uh, I feel like I can still hear you, but because my voice is like very booming, very booming, very deep. It, it is weirdly deep. Like as a kid, I could call. I accidentally called nine one one. Oh shit! And I hung up. I didn't know they had like call whatever forward or caller <laughs> tracking caller ID. And they go, "Hello, we've received a phone call here." And I'm just like a little child. It's like, <laughs> yeah. uh... Sorry, that was a mistake on the child's part. <laughs> oh, no problem, sir. You have a nice day. Jeez. Yeah, I'm going to scold him real bad. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. I've done that before, and the <laughs> cops would not take no for an answer. <laughs> They're like, we, we have to see you. We have to know that everything's good. Because we heard some screaming in the background. I was like, what the fuck screaming? <laughs> I was just like, what do I do? I just like threw my phone, came back 20 minutes later. They're still just like waiting on the phone doesn't help, man. It doesn't get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> they already have my location. They're like, we're in your fucking neighborhood. Just tell us exactly where you're at now. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker. This will go a long way, sir, if you just tell yeah. us. 
that every time I've called on accidents because of the damn iPhone shit, where it's just like if you press it too many times, it'll just emergency call. Mm. I've had to turn that off. But dude, when I used to work at UPS, just moving boxes, like I'd, I'd be listening to headphones. I would try to turn my phone up real quick. Yeah. And I'd be hitting the lock thing five times, <laughs> and I would call them like back to back all the time. I'm just like. Damn iPhone again. Fucking didn't mean to call you guys. They're just like, okay. All right, Tyler. You have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Hope your dog feels better. <laughs> you just get a rapport with them. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I hate that, dude. I have to. I had to turn that shit off. But. Yeah. <laughs> man, uh, I, I do like this scene a lot. Meeting a lot of cool folks. I am so. just loving it. The the scene so much too. Yeah. I, just so many people from different how they approach comedy and everything. Like you can get the same comedians talking about whatever political thing thing. You can have another comic just talking about his day to day life, or a comic talking about when yeah. he did coke for the first time. Mm-hmm. And this is what happened. And it's always changing and evolving each week. It's like what's new with this guy, you know. Yeah, I it's can, like a TV show. <laughs> I I can honestly listen to the same sets from all these comics over and over again, and I would still mm-hmm. laugh my ass off. I do, uh, yeah, and you do. It's like, but when they finally <laughs> figure it out, and you can see them figure it out, mm-hmm. and they add their new lines, it's like, damn, the shit is coming together. It's I actually nice to witnessed see. that one time. Um, there was one comic he came by to Dean's. Very mm-hmm. late in the night, and we were done with the open mic, or CC and Justin were. And we were just chilling, smoking cigarettes, doing what comics do after every show, just shooting the shit. Shooting shit, smoking one, weed. <laughs> one comic comes over and goes, hey, is the mic still going on and everything? I got this showcase tomorrow and mm. stuff like that. And CC just went, no, you can. if you need to practice, go ahead and practice right now. Let's go ahead and do it. Damn. And it's like... I was got there the, still a crowd there? Mm-mm, no, everyone left. Just you guys? It was just us. The yeah. bar was completely empty. And it was okay. just the servers and just us just chilling there. And we set the timer up, and I got the light ready and everything. I let yeah. him go through, his, and we listened to his set. I timed him at the one-minute mark. Killed it. Saw the mm. same set the next day ten times better. With the little tweaks and everything, and especially mm-hmm. the tweaks that he made f- from that because night. Of, yeah. And it's just it's just nice to see that process. Oh it's yeah. Like, it's like seeing like going to the art museum and looking at a very masterful piece of art. You're like, oh yeah. wow. It didn't start that way. It so. never starts that way. No. Or a good movie or anything like that. <laughs> that's dude, that's what I love the most <laughs> is the process. Mm-hmm. Seeing your friends figure it out and then seeing yourself figure it out. It's like all those nights where you're like, I don't know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. These jokes, it's unknown. How am I going to turn this into that? And it's like over time and practice, it all just comes together. And it's like how this thing basically wrote itself. How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> but it's that's what I enjoy the most of the process. And you're still like <clears throat> you said you're like what? Barely a year in and everything. Year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. I'm still trying to find my voice mm-hmm. and everything and how I approach my sets and everything. Voice, style, however you want to see it. Mm-hmm. I think I've, 
may have found my voice already. I think it's from doing this. Like I've been doing this for like four years. So right. Like this to me, I really see no difference between like podcast and stand up. One just has <laughs> <laughs> one just has an audience. Like that's right. In a little bit more rehearsed, but this helps with my stand up. I think. And uh, it does, man. It just helps with speaking in general. Yeah, the speaking. Like, you ever just fumbled so bad it tripped you on your set? I have. Well, I usually need, like, it's necessary for me to bring a notebook or phone. Like, I, because I will. I'll just completely lose everything. And I'm like, uh, what was I going to say? Mm-hmm. So, well, I, yeah. I you s- if you want to, like, build that confidence up, try practicing at home. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to do. Just like practice that whole set out, time it, whatever you until need. Until I do. hate it. Until <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until I don't even want to say it anymore. You ever like came up with a like a bit, then you just completely abandoned it because it was not going anywhere. Yeah, I, dude, I abandon bits all the time. Even stuff that does work, I just get tired of saying it. I'm just like, right. I, don't wanna, I hate this joke. But it would be <laughs> something that works too, and I'm still just like, I don't like this. <laughs> but yeah, it feels like I'm fucking like, I'm saying words, but I don't even know what the words are doing, but they're working. Like, I don't know how Right. I figured out a pattern in which to write these words to get <laughs> you to laugh. It doesn't make sense to me a lot, but like, it works. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just think that's how it is. And mm-hmm. you can... Rogan says it best. He's like, you got to keep going at it every time. Mm-hmm. Got to trim that fat, man. You do. Trim that fat. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you really can't do that without going up <clears throat> on stage. You need that stage time. Dude. Like, I'm glad I did it. Like, Even if you don't have anything, you'll, you'll get something from it. <laughs> It'll come out. Yeah. Like, there was, a, like I said, like, sometimes I'll just have a premise in my head. Yeah. And just go to Chameleon and just... Work it out. A couple lines out of it. And you're just like, where did this come from? Something about being in front of people brought this out of me. And have you ever had like a something like that happen where you just had like a thought in your head and it's like a brand new joke and all of a sudden it just crushes? Yeah. Like it just, everyone's laughing in that room and everyone's like, oh my God, that was so funny. And, and you're just you're, like, I just thought of that right now. <laughs> I just came up with that. Yeah. It's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> that's what i mean the whole process just like it's very fulfilling because like you it's not always fulfilling because it's like you need to work at it but then when you mm-hmm. finally get it it's like ah oh, yes something now i have one more minute <laughs> now i gotta ask you this because i'm very new to the comedy scene and you seem to mm-hmm. have your pulsed pulsed pulse more I'm, onto it than I'm i do pulsing. <laughs> you're you're narbing up right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um do you like it when a comic after you roast you mm. after a set? In a way, is there something deep down in my brain where it, it likes that extra attention or, yeah, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just for someone to go up and be like, that fucking Tyler guy, he's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> Some, yeah, something deep in my psyche is like, yes, I like this attention. Like, yes. Even if it's something bad. So. Say I'm scum. Say yeah. it. <laughs> You're just I mean, like this on stage, like, say it. <laughs> rubbing my nipples <laughs> mentally you're doing yeah. you're not doing that while he's on stage <laughs> okay i mean i would do well that. if you want to do that go ahead. Dude, when i was on here with drew they were talking about 
they're gonna get boners and go up <laughs> on stage <laughs> and just like stand there with a boner. So anything's possible. Those guys, I I love watching them because oh the the brat boys the brat boys I love the brat boys so yeah. much. Shout out to the brat boys. They have something going on with that sketch comedy too. It is great. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Max for being a fucking crazy cinematographer. It's so good. Yes. I'm just like, damn. Mm-hmm. Should have talked to this guy when I was doing videos. <laughs> I yeah. I would love to pick his brain on how he gets that. But no, but that's what I mean. Like, just how do be you f- creative. How do you feel about the roasting stuff? I'm not good at it. Yeah, I'm not good at it. But I do enjoy getting roasted. And. What kind of irritates me a little bit? They comics stopped doing this now, but they would always apologize, like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, "You made the crowd laugh, yeah. man." I laughed. Oh, after? Yeah, like after yeah. the show and everything, they're like, "Hey, I'm sorry for like, I don't care." Yeah, I think they're just nice people in general. And yeah. when I roast people, I kind of feel bad too, depending on the roast. So like, right. And my relationship with the person. Like, if I don't know them and I just roasted the shit out of them. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I fucking like you. Don't but it, take it, that. It's one of those things, like, you got to have thick skin mm-hmm. doing it. Like, yeah. I've been roasted so many times. I've been roasted one time that the whole audience was laughing. And I fell onto the ground because it was just Holy shit. so good. Holy shit. And my, and my whole thing was like, why are you apologizing? You made me laugh. You made the crowd yeah. laugh. And that's what we're here to do. Dude, that's what it's all about. There's so many different types of laughs. It's like, are you laughing because I'm awkward? Or is, are you laughing because I'm embarrassing myself? Or are you laughing because I'm funny? Are you laughing anxiously because you don't know if you can laugh? <laughs> like, There's so many. To me, it's like if I get a laugh, that's good. But then you start to realize there's types of laughs you don't want them to be uncomfortable but Mm -hmm. hey sometimes i like making people uncomfortable not gonna lie a lot of these comics i don't think they like it as much as i do (coughs) but sometimes i like to throw myself under the bus just to make other people feel weird (laughs) you know (laughs) that's how i feel about it but honestly i could do without the uh the roasting because i will say it does it's a nice pop at the beginning, mm-hmm. but also it does take up, what, like 30 seconds of your time? Right. Like a minute of your time. And then if you don't roast the guy at a roast mic, it's like, we well, just expected me to roast him and I didn't. So now I fucking, I feel weird now. <laughs> it's stupid. If I come up with something clever or yeah. take something from their set that was kind of, I can put in a roast, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not a roaster. I'm not. I'm not one. I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I feel weird after doing it. I don't like to do it unless I know the person pretty well. Yeah, like sometimes the best roasts are the ones that you're not actually roasting the person. Mm-hmm. You're just like roasting their jokes or something. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, or piggyback off of what they just said. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. I hate it when comics laid into an open mic like 27 spot and they're trying to piggyback off of like number five. Yeah. It's like that dude's long yeah, gone. Dude. You can sick callback, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no one was here for yeah, that. Yeah, no one. one even saw that. But. but that's usually like new people or something just funny right there. But. Yeah. But you don't know until you try. Totally. That's what it's all about. Just trying and finding out. Oh god. 
it gets so, uh, but I think what we talked about earlier, it just takes so much time out of your day. Yeah. Like I don't even do anything like several hours before going to like an open mic. Mm -hmm. If I have to get groceries, yeah, I'll wait until Wednesday. I'll yeah, eat raw, I'll eat top ramen for another three days. I just kind of wait it out until it starts. I do like the social aspect of it. I like just to chill and talk with everyone. I find that so much needed. Yeah. I mean, I don't get out much. <laughs> so that this this is me getting out. Is going I to only work in comedy. That's the only things Seriously. I do. That, yeah, pretty much. See, that's what I kind of like. What I try to do is like go out every night do the comedy mm -hmm. and do like, like I just did last week, just three clubs, do all that. Then take like a week, two week break. Yeah. Just go out, touch grass, see what people are doing and come up with material from there. Yeah. Like having those breaks I, is good, but trying to keep that muscle sharp, that comic muscle is definitely, you got to set a you limit. Have to keep going out. To keep it sharp, mm -hmm. is that what you're saying? Yeah, like do a bucket, like try to get on a bucket spot mm -hmm. or something like that, or go to a show, like a showcase. Yeah. That's why I've never not showed up just to keep it a little bit sharper mm -hmm. each time. But I think what I talked about with Keith was uh, he'll take time off from the mics totally, like he just doesn't need to go out for some reason, <laughs> and he'll just write a ton. And then when he comes back finally after all that writing, it's like everything he has is killer it's already ready to go so it's like oh, some yeah. people have different speeds me i need to be in front of a crowd to figure shit out him it's like he goes and runs off for a week or two and he'll just figure it out on his own and everyone has a different process like that and some people it's grind 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 and never stop mm -hmm. or in some people they're like that's me <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple days here maybe a couple weeks here and just like go on a week break Mm -hmm. Like, but find out what works for you, honestly. But yeah, Keith, Keith, holy crap, his style is it. That's it. It is something. Like I remember seeing him for the first time, and yeah. how rough, rough <laughs> it was for him. Like not for him, but like how rough he was starting out. Uh huh. And because I remember everyone, how rough, really. Oh yeah, everyone. But he was trying to, like everyone, he was trying to be that very edgy, dirty mm. comic. And he still is. He's still, yeah. he's very good at it. Yeah, when you're that guy, you realize when edgy is too far and mm. you got to like figure out how to balance it. Because like a crowd really doesn't react well to some edgy stuff. But it's also, it I depends notice. on the room. It really yeah, does. if it's chameleon, you're not going to fucking get a laugh. But anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, chameleon. They're pretty picky, but it's a it is a good ass room for comedy. It's just it's not a strict picky though. It's not. So don't mention gay people. Don't mention black people, and you're good. No, sir. I, I memorize <laughs> these rules very strictly. No hate. No vaping. <laughs> okay, well that's his fault. <laughs> no hate speech. Yeah, I know. No hate speech. But in some cases, it won't even be hate speech, and some people get get it all convoluted. So. Well, that's why it's important. You don't think about. You don't think about the um, if it's bad or not. Mm -hmm. The crowd will tell you if it's bad, but yeah. it's up to you to write it better. Because you're the yeah, comedian. Totally. You have you're writing jokes. Yeah, they're gonna tell you if it's good or not. Oh yeah, the crowd will tell you, hey, 
this is kind of like Minecraft here. <laughs> oh. And but if it's good, they'll tell you like, man, he's like Mike Birbiglia or something, or Pablo mm. Francisco or something. You remember Pablo him, Francisco? I think I just heard of that name today. Dude, I remember him in the early two thousands. He was back when Comedy Central was great. He had this Didn't half he hour like special. Fall off. Yeah, he fell off bad. He was good, but he was dirty. He was so mm. dirty. Like my, but my, I would watch it. My mom would be laughing hmm. right next to me. She's like, "Oh my god!" He said, "Pikachu." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like how he's doing it, he's going about it the right way. I just think he overthinks certain things. Your Keith, you mean? Yeah, Keith. I wasn't Dude, gonna ever, mention names. Ever <laughs> ever since he stopped smoking, he's just been like. Just all there. I could see it. He's there. Mm-hmm. He's it's very noticeable. Focused. Yeah, I think a lot of people would benefit from not smoking before they're set. You know, that's why I heard a lot of uh, comics are doing now. They are yeah. like abstaining from drinking or smoking before yeah, they. The go- drinking part's always been kind of easy for me, but it's the smoking is because it's so easy, and you're not going to get fucked up. You're just going to get silly when you smoke. You know, and it looks so cool. Looks it's, so cool. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Everyone's got it, so it's like, ah, I can't say no. I find that no one treats you like a bum for getting a smoke off of you. Like, no one treats you like a bum. Because they're the same people that will come. Oh, you're t- talking about cigarettes. Yeah. Talk, I, was I, think, I not clear about that? No, I was thinking of weed this whole time. <laughs> See, I'm yeah, not very clear on my silly. subjects. Cigarettes just fucking. Oh, you're, you were talking about weed. I was yeah. thinking cigarettes. See, that's the problem. My brain goes, I'm over here. <laughs> See, that's also the problem, too, with, like, you talked about earlier, like, being autistic and everything. you got to be very specific, I feel like. And it's not just, like, the people. You have to be. Yeah. Because, like, what just happened. I thought you were talking about cigarettes, mm. and you're talking about weed. I didn't hear the whole That happens all marijuana. the time to yeah. me. But like, yeah. because I'm not specific enough. Yeah. It happens all the time. So that's, <laughs> but I know I need to like, so when I talk to people, I get down to the fucking very little details. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. You got to start saying the subject. Yeah. But, but honestly, that's stand up has helped me a lot with that. It really has. Because mm-hmm. the one thing I would always get. And, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. no, go ahead. No, just talking in general, just socializing. Socializing and eye contact. Yes. I struggle that Dude, hard. Yeah, I was going to say that because when you first started, you literally would look at the floor. And the that was my whole time, set, yeah. The entire time. And no, you've totally like grown from that. It's like, holy crap. It's like a whole different guy up there. He's looking at the crowd, making eye contact and fucking yeah. it, dialed in. And that's the thing that comes with like re- rejecting that you have a mental thing going on in your head. When you Maybe don't. that's how Jackie knew. It's pretty hard to fucking hide that. Like, you literally were just looking at the ground. Hi, the everyone. <laughs> How's it going? Hi, CC. Like, we just saw your Hi, eyelids Tyler. for five minutes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not good. But it has gotten better, and I, I, I've noticed that. I did want to make that a point to you. I didn't know if it was going to be, like, an awkward point to make, but... <laughs> Just I got I, to see your whole growth over the years, so it's been a weird growth, and I've enjoyed it, and I've had a lot of good people in my like not in my corner, but I've made a lot of good connections, and, and we're all new guys too. We're all new. 
Yeah. But the just a lot of these comics, man, they've been at it for years, mm-hmm. and they're like hosting and making shows and everything. That's very inspirational, especially for someone like sometimes. me. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you see a guy who's been doing it for <clears throat> 10 plus years, and he's like still in the same spot, and it's like, oh, I don't want to be like that. That's also a good thing. Yeah. But the people who are creating the showcases and everything and still going out to open mics and getting all these hosting deals and still going mm-hmm. to clubs and stuff, that's very inspirational. And mm-hmm. you also find out that a lot of these comics are just as messed up as you, yes. if not more. Usually more, which I, makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does to a degree. Yeah. But I didn't know there were so many ex-cocaine users. Mm. That or just like narcotics in general. Right. When when I hear these stories. A lot of sober I'm, guys. A lot of sober guys. And I'm like, God damn. Mm-hmm. And you're doing this in bars all the time, not having a relapse or yeah. nothing. That's inspirational too. It's like, oh, you're putting in the work. Yeah, dude. And you know yeah. they're focused because they, they don't, they have no real like, release it they're just constantly Mm -hmm. in their brain all the time so i think those people excel the quickest the sober guys just because it's like they don't waste time Mm -hmm. mostly (laughs) (laughs) but um you just said something that sparked sparked an idea but just finding out that people are either just like you Mm -hmm. in a weird outcast sort of way or they're weirder than you is just like it's like, damn! I sort of found found my people, you know. Like I didn't. I wouldn't have otherwise found these people because we're all fucking awkward. We mm-hmm. wouldn't speak any other re, any other way, right? Except for this. So it's really cool just having that tight group of be- becoming friends with people. But it seems like a lot of people are more just acquaintances or like coworker kind of vibe, which is cool too. Oh yeah, it's like we're at work. Kind of, <laughs> that's how I see it. We're, we're here to we're here to make each other laugh, and who can make the funniest joke ever? Mm-hmm. And it's cool that we take it outside of the comedy too, with like podcasts or just like the brap guys. Mm-hmm. They'll have you know their skits with comedians. Yeah, so it's cool. We're all just real like autistic. No, we're all just re- <laughs> we're all just real artistic people. We're that's all on the same it. spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> we're all on there somewhere. So that's what's really just. <clears throat> it it brings me some peace of mind, you know? That's why I don't worry about the clickiness or mm-hmm. anything like that because people are going to be drawn to who they relate more to. Yeah, like, you can always tell when someone's real. But it's also got to have, like, a respect for each other, too. Yeah, no, you know, not dick-sucking, but... Never do that because <laughs> it, just com- it just comes off disingenuine. Yeah, I just mean, uh, maybe it's just me, but I can pick up on that. Like, mm-hmm. if someone just wants to get something out of you they're fucking sucking you off right but that's why i don't want to do it to any like the people who run the showcases or anything i don't want to like make them think that i'm trying to be their friend and Mm -hmm. get on these things like yeah i want them to see me perform and go i want him on my next showcase in a weird way i think that's where most of my opportunity comes from just because i'm the quiet guy too i don't Mm -hmm. put myself out there but when they see me, they're like, okay, all right, we could, we're going to do something here. We could use you. Yeah. And I've kind of noticed too, like, um, 
I'll give you an example. This just happened. I don't. I don't it's a conspiracy theory. So here, oh, shit. here's Ian's conspiracy theories. <laughs> Thursday night, I did. I, I was working on new material and everything, and you know Allison, right? She helps host a, a Commonwealth mic down yeah, there. Yeah, she's the reason I'm doing Commonwealth. She asked if I wanted to do it. Awesome. So. That you have you been there? I've been there, but not for a. Sh- I've never been on stage there. It, so. it, dude, you're gonna love that stage. It is great. It's always a good crowd. But uh, going back to what I was saying, um, I I was had the late spot and everything. She came in late with another comic. And I performed, I did my set, went well with the five people that were there at those mm-hmm. late night spots. Nice. And I go to the Commonwealth Sunday because I signed up for the lab and everything. Number one spot. First spot. Have you ever had the number one spot in any, like an open mic or like a comedy club at all? No, and I don't really want it. <laughs> the nerve, the, 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 it, the amount of like nerves that came over me, like mm-hmm. I'm setting the t- like yes. how it felt, like I'm setting the tone for the, the mic rest and of everything. The night. Yeah, yeah, you really are. <clears throat> and I, I'm like, I'm just thinking back, like, why am I there? Why am I there? And then I remember Thursday. I'm like, oh, she saw uh, t- my conspiracy theory <laughs> is that she saw them like he's gonna get the number one spot at Commonwealth. He's going to get that. Wow. He's, he's doing good. It's just a theory. Yeah. Someone's always watching. You just never know. <clears throat> but then I didn't ask to be on any of the showcases or mm-hmm. anything. It To me, it's just, okay, you put in the work. How do you feel about being the first spot? Yeah. How can you? How do you work under pressure? Yeah. I didn't ask either, and that's why Alice is so cool. She just came up and asked me if I wanted to do it. So, I've been, I've been bumped up couple of spots too like hey you want to do this or been on mm-hmm. a cancellation list and got it it it's just a matter of like being genuine and like yeah. knowing that you are a good per- good comic to do it absolutely you prove yourself and that's the thing that's why i'm not worried about being on the cool kid showcases or mm-hmm. anything because i want to get on there strictly for they thought i was funny yeah let's bring them on <clears throat> yeah i think of the cool kid thing will kind of just like fizzle out, you know, right. I think everyone's just going to eventually just be on the same level, you know, and I think we all are. I think it's just a little bit of our own, like, uh, trust me, I think it's just jealousy sometimes. I agree. There's no one in particular that I'm thinking about, but I know what you're saying. No, I've been like, like, I've been jealous of comics that I like who are getting showcases. I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like. Yeah, why are they on? Why are they on? Then I'm just and like, and then I'm like, Stop. if they can do it, I could fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, quit bitching yeah. and just put in the work. Boom. Just quit. Just doesn't put matter if you're dirty, there. clean. Just put in the work. Right, you hear me, Keith? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's enough room for everybody. There is, and you're not missing out if you don't get a show for any reason. And who says it needs to be this scene? Like, mm-hmm. you can get a call up from Columbus. They exactly. probably liked your setup in Columbus. They'd be like, hey, come do this festival with us. Exactly. Oh, I almost forgot. I think I'm going to Columbus this weekend. Yeah? Just to support uh, fellow comedian, Sam. <laughs> um, I almost forgot about that. I'm glad you just brought that up. I'm literally just going to be like a – just to be an audience member for him. So, hey. yeah. And that's what you need to do, too. Uh, Just go to showcases and just hang out. 
comedians be there love for that. the bros, you know. For the homies. Bro. Yeah, dude. We're gonna we're gonna do something good. We're gonna do something really pow- powerful with this whole scene here. I, I truly love this scene because you just see the creativity of all these comics. There's a lot of fucking killers. <laughs> There's a lot of hilarious people. Hilarious people, hilarious showcases and everything that I've been to that were just that came out of thin air. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. So you're telling me you're going to have a drag queen at this show. Then the rest of it's going to be comics. And you're going to have like a list of open mic comics at the front door. So as they're walking in, boom, comedy. And as they go on over to the main stage, boom, comedy. Yeah, it's spreading. Yeah, It's getting better. We we have what it takes here. It's just it just takes someone to just do it. And people leave their state to come here, which... Right? I'm just like, why? <laughs> is it really that nice here? Like, is comedy really that nice? We get Columbus and Dayton people all the mm-hmm. time down here. They're like, wait, yeah. what? You and drove they, an hour? They love it. It's like, I guess they don't get a lot of stage time or something like that up there. Hmm. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but this is the spot. This is one of the good spots. I know. It's a start. It's a very beautiful spot, and I'm very happy to be mm-hmm. Doing this with a bunch of great people every day. It is. Well, I, th- I think we talked about everything I uh, wanted to talk about. I think I rambled on with different yeah, things. I mean, that's all. <laughs> you just need to fill the time, fill the slot. I think we went over anyway, so it's all good. All right. We talked comedy. We had Ian here. There should be clips coming soon. We'll <laughs> see his face. And I think that's everything, right? Yeah, I got nothing to promote. I'm just going to be on a two-week break, and <laughs> that's it. Hell yeah. I'll be back on the stages. Boom. Boom. And we hope he comes back one day. <laughs> All right, people. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.